Yeah, no, I'm feeling good. My soul is being lifted. Tuning in to hear King Pete, I feel gifted. Shoot it straight to anchor quick before I miss it. Only dialogue we speak be unscripted. Only dialogue we speak be unscripted. Welcome to the show. We thank you all for listening. Pete Divide, we laying. I'm saying keep your opinion. Then tell them only way to debate it is unscripted. Dialogue. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, good morning. You're listening to the Unscripted Dialogue Podcast. It's your boy, Conjavius Phillips, a.k.a. King P. You already know. And before I get started, I would just like to say thank you all for tuning in to the live. And if you haven't viewed the live, I will post it on my Facebook at Unscripted Dialogue. Again, that's Facebook at Unscripted Dialogue. And then we'll post it on the Twitter at I am underscore Conjavius. Again, that is Twitter at I am underscore Conjavius. But hey, it is hump day, hump day, hump day. It's hump day, hump day, hump day. What's up? What's up? <sighs> so much going on. But we are longing and fighting for a place where the wicked will cease from troubling and the weary will be at rest. We are all fighting our own different battles and we are all trying to keep our head above the water. But I'll just like to say I hope you all are having a great week. I am having a great week thus far. I worked on Monday and I was off on Tuesday. I got to spend some time with my family, my sister, my mom, and my nephew. And it it got me to thinking, my sister thinks she's the mom. Me and my mom just be going on for the ride and my nephew is growing up so fast. He's, he's very smart, very, very smart and very, very inquisitive. And it reminds me of myself a lot, so I really don't need to be tripping. But he asks a lot of questions too. And if you know me, you know I don't like to be asked a lot of questions. But there's neither here nor there. Nephew, I enjoy spending time with you. Wake up, Carson. Get up. Listen to the podcast, man. Wake up, wake up. But, like I said, we're living in perilous times. We have had five lynchings in the last week. And a few of them have been classified as suicide. I'm not understanding how you can say it's suicide. I don't know anyone who ties rope around their neck and jump from tree branches. But, hey, they're just me. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Well, I don't think they did, but they say they did. But I wasn't there, so I don't know. They wasn't there, so they don't know. But anyway, we'll just see what the evidence leads us to. But, 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 we have a full show for you all. And hey, let's get to going. Like I said, you're listening to the Unscripted Dialogue Podcast. It's your boy, Conjavius Phillips, a.k.a. King P. You already know. And if you haven't already, please follow us on Facebook at Unscripted Dialogue. Again, it's Facebook at Unscripted Dialogue. And on Twitter at I am underscore Conjavious. Again, that's Twitter at I am underscore Conjavious. But, hey, it's time for Manny to take the floor. Manny, what you got for us today? Hey, 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 what you say, what you say? It's time to get to moving on a beautiful day. Hey, 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 what you say, what you say? It's time for Unscripted Dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> What's up and welcome to Guild Sports. Sports talk with sweet flavor. All right, we are back with the NBA. There's still the topic is, should they play or shouldn't they play? Kyrie Irving is saying they should not play due to the social unrest and maybe the coronavirus. That their voices will be heard if they do not play. It's not time for entertainment. King P, I know you're on the side with Kyrie saying they they should not play. It's time to be heard and they don't need to be an entertainer. 
They need to be heard. But I haven't heard Kyrie. What have he said besides not play? I know he's a co-president of the Players Association, but did, did they come out and say what their agenda are is? Did they come out and say why they should not play? Are they putting their social stamp on this, saying the reasons why they don't want to play? Talking about their voices are more powerful if they don't play? That's what he's saying. You know, talking about we'll be a distraction. We're, we're, we're entertainers, this and that. So we don't need to be out there. Okay? Kyrie's part of the Brooklyn Nets. They wouldn't have been out there anyway. That may be gone in the first round. So they'd be gone in the first uh, 25 to 30 days anyway of this new NBA season. He wouldn't have been heard anyway, King P. Let me know what you think about that. Okay, I, I, I'm all with the social justice. I want to see the coalition get together behind the Players Association, say what their agendas are, and go from city to city where the NBA gets back to normal. Meet with elected officials, police, people of power to make a change. I think if, you, if they do play, they can make a change by having something to say each and every night. King P, let me know what you think about that. Okay, Manny, I'm going to answer your question, but I'm going to preface my comments by saying it's selfish of you all for wanting them to play when we are facing two pandemics. We are, pa- we are facing racism and, of course, COVID-19. Yeah, it's been going on, but there always has to be a stopping point and a starting point. So I agree with Kyrie Irving. There should be no sports. And I'm going to say the same, the same way they get praised for being big, fast, physical is the same reason they get killed because they're big, fast, and physical. That's how they view African-Americans. We all know this. And I understand that the NBA, the NBA can offer a bigger platform, but we got to understand Donald Sterling was an NBA owner. You heard how he felt about African-American players. So you can't sit here and say, oh, go out there and play basketball and use the NBA platform. The same platform that they're using that the NBA gives them is controlled by the NBA. And if they if it don't, if they don't want it to be heard, look what they, look what the NFL did to Colin Kaepernick. Oh, you out of here, guy. Move. I just, I, just move. So you can't sit here and say, Oh, you should go back and play and use that platform. Like I said, how many undercover Donald Sterlings are there? We don't know. He just got caught. So you're saying go over there and use their platform to get your message out. Oh, oh, the world is listening now. Go out there and shoot a basketball. Okay, now the world is going to be talking about LeBron James dunked on somebody or Kawhi Leonard crossed somebody up or it's going to be other than what's need to be talked about. And like I said, it's very selfish of y'all to want them to go out and play during two pandemics, COVID-19 and this racism. And it's becoming blatant. Like they're not hiding it anymore. Every day now you're seeing more and more people get killed by the police. So I, I don't understand like why y'all feel like, 
oh, they should use the NBA platform besides their own. Everybody had a problem when everybody be tried to create their own brand in the NBA. Oh, this person think they're this. Oh, this person think they're this. But in reality, they're just trying to build their brand. So when they speak, they speak from their platform. They can't be taken off their platform, but they can be taken off the NBA platform. So, Manny, I got a question for you. Why you feel like Kyrie Irving just talking because he's not going to be there? And explain to me why you feel like it's a good idea for them to go to Orlando, or you explain to me why you feel like it's not a good reason for them to go to Orlando. Manny, the floor is yours again. What's up? I'm going to Gil Sports, Sports Talk Street Flavor. King P, I think it might be more than just social distancing, uh, social justice, the coronavirus. I think sometimes these NBA players are going to be subject to different lifestyles they don't be confined com, confined to one spot they can't travel they can't get out and do what they normally do it's gonna be a lot of rules and regulations going into this campus type atmosphere that some of them are not used to remember some of these guys are superstars millionaires and they are used to doing what they want going where they want, being where they want at any time when they're not playing a ball. And this campus life is going to have them right then and there. Somebody testing them uh, all the time, like guinea pigs. That might be the true issue, that some of these players do not want to play again. You know, I said about, they talking about social distancing, they talking about social justice. I think it's their social selfishness that they don't be tight and confined in one place, that they can't go anywhere. Me and you talked uh, on and off air about social justice. And like, like you said, don't run. Sometimes as a black man, you got to stand there firm, look them in the eye, ask them what the problem is. And they can let you know, tell you what's going on. Most of the times, they are scared of us because they don't know what our reaction is going to be. And sometimes we're scared of them because we don't know what their action is going to be and we're going to run. And that gives them more of an edge. Stand, stand right there, let them know what's going on. Then we'll see what's going on. That's like I said, most of this Kyrie Irving LeBron James, what are the agendas? We need to know what is going on. What is on their mind? Then we can see play or don't play. Let's see what is really on the NBA players' minds. What are their agenda? What is their leaders talking about? Not this player saying this, this player saying that, this player saying that. That's he say, she say, or he say, he say. Let's see what they want to say for the community. At one time, one voice, one cause, one mission. That's what we're getting away from. We got a lot of different missions, like a bunch of Indians. Who's that true chief among us? And let's stand and make a firm accountability of everything. Then we can say play or don't play.
Okay, but like I said in the beginning, sometimes I think these guys are scared of being on campus, locked locked uh, into one space, even though you know it's a perfect place. Sun is out, Disney World, games, this and that. You got your own hotels, you got uh, catered food, this and that, but you really can't go anywhere. It's like paradise, but you're confined. So I think that's why some of them don't want to come back and play Keen P. I don't think they're using the social distancing and the social justice as their own uh, smoke screen to say they don't want to be confined in one space. Holler at me, Keen P. Let me know what's up. Peace. Okay, in response to Manny. Manny, me, myself, I don't put people on pedestals. So LeBron James, Kyrie Irving. Giannis Antetokounmpo, I, I know I messed that name up, Kawhi Leonard, and others, they're normal people to me. Of course, they play for the Lakers, they play for the Bucks, and all, and the Clippers and all that, of course. But they're normal people to me. And if, they're, if they want to take a social stance on something, okay, I agree with it. Because I feel like, like I said, if you give someone else entertainment, the attention will shift from what we're talking about now back to basketball and sports sports is make is the makeup of america we all know that so let's not act like we don't know that and the nba's player coalition have released their plan of action come on they have released their plan of action they released it last week i haven't took the time to read it because i don't have a part in it so maybe you should look that up and maybe you'll get a better understanding of what they're trying to do and a lot of people are attacking kyrie irvin but it's a lot of people involved in that coalition. It's 40 to 60 players. And like I said, how many undercover Donald Sterlings are there? So, And you're saying go use someone else's platform to get your message across when you spent this enti- your entire career to build your own platform where you can do what you want to do, say how you want to say it, and be where you want to be. That's choice. We all have choices in life that we must make for ourselves. Again, same thing they get praised for in basketball will be the same reason they get killed on the street by the police. You know that. I know that. Everybody know that. So don't sit here and tell me that Kyrie Irving is being jealous because he is not playing or he had surgery or whatever. I don't think that has nothing to do with it. We all know Kyrie Irving to be a deep thinker. And maybe he thought this through. We don't know. Like I said, the player, the NBA Players Coalition, the 40 to 60 people who was on the conference call, they have released their plan to action. I haven't read it. Maybe since you're the sports anchor, you should read it and you can update us on it. But I understand it. I understand it 100%. And I don't have a problem with it. And if you have a problem with it, I mean, that's personal. You go out there and shoot the basketball, in my opinion. Let's move on. No, 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 no. Before I move on, I would just like to say we should stop explaining why black lives matter. And start moving with action. So please, please, please to the social media activists. Please stop sharing the memes. Please stop sharing the posts. And st- please stop sharing the statuses. Trying to explain why black lives matter. Because they know like we know. They see like we see. It's not like they're not capable of understanding what's going on. They know. But they don't want to have that conversation. Because they know they was dead wrong from the beginning to the end. Period.
Now, for the moment we've all been waiting for, it's Unscripted Dialogue from downtown. <laughs> wake up, wake up. What's up, what's up? Welcome back to the Unscripted Dialogue Podcast. It's your boy, King Pete. You already know. And if you haven't already, please follow us on Facebook and Unscripted Dialogue and on Twitter at I am underscore Conjavius. Again, that's Facebook at Unscripted Dialogue and Twitter at I am underscore Conjavius. And if you're driving right now, I hope you're having a safe commute. And if you made it safe, I'm glad you've made it safe. But I forgot to say that on the last episode, so I'm going to say it again. If you're driving right now, I hope you're having a safe commute. And if you made it to your destination safely, I'm glad you've made it safe. But it's time to get to talking. I'd just like to say it's bigger than black and white. It's a whole system. If the police police fairly, it would be trust and respect amongst the police in the black community. And I am here to just ask. I'm not here to argue. I'm not even here to give my opinion. I'm, like I said, I'm here to ask why every time we speak about police brutality, y'all bring up the inner city killings like the outer city, the outer city don't kill each other. But it's mighty funny, like I said, every time we talk about police brutality, we always have to talk about black-on-black -black crime. But there is a such thing as white-on-white -white crime. It just don't get reported as much as they try to report the black-on-black -black crime. But, like I said earlier, we're longing and fighting for a place where the wicked will cease from troubling and the weary will be at rest. And I'm trying to figure out why it has become a white versus black thing and not a everybody versus bad policing and i was asked a question yesterday why do i feel like african americans don't like president donald trump and i just simply asked what has he done in the four years have he been there and they give me all these numbers about unemployment went down jobs have came back to america whoop to whoop to whoop to whoop and I, I just sat there and listened, and I just felt like it was fraudulent because before President Donald Trump took office, the number was on a downslide anyway. Things were coming back to America anyway. So it's not like he single-handedly brought them back. The regime before him started the process. And even though he tried to overturn everything President Barack Obama did, it didn't work because some of his policies are why the country is still afloat now. But like I said, it's been almost four years and he ran on building a wall. He haven't built the wall yet. Maybe the Native Americans should have built a wall so Christopher Col Christopher Columbus couldn't come and take their land. But that's neither here nor there. We're not here to talk about that. And another thing I want to dispel and to talk about that I've been saying lately a lot of Caucasians think that only black people receive government assistance. And I'm just here to say that's not factually true. I'm sure the number, if not e equal, it would probably be more Caucasians needing government assistance other than African Americans. And I'll tell you why. Because African Americans know how it feels to work and to work and to work and to work just to get by or just to make ends meet or to make sure their family can stay alive. I'm not sure about the Caucasian man. 
because the Caucasian man history starts off as them not working, but them beating people to make them work for them. That's just my opinion. Don't stop listening to the show because I said what I said. That's just my opinion. But don't nobody want to talk about it. And it's, it never be brought up. And like I said, it's a bigger issue than black and white. It's a whole systemic problem. If the police police fairly, it will be trust and respect amongst the police. But until they start policing fairly, it will never be respect and trust with the police. And they're just point blank, period. And like I said, all these different talking points come up when police brutality is brought to the forefront. Like we black people are causing us to be killed. And you can say Mr. Brooks should never ran or should never resisted or should never fought, but it still doesn't equal the death penalty. And I'm seeing a lot of more African-Americans defending Mr. Brooks being dead. Oh, he ran. Oh, he took the taser. Oh, he did this. He did that. Okay. They had his driver license. They had his car. If they wanted him, I'm sure they could have went and found him. Like I, like I said to someone privately, I'm going to say it publicly. Their pride was hurt because it was two of them versus one drunk man, and they couldn't handle him. And then when they shoot him, they say, got him. He's not no animal. You ain't got him. You're supposed to say man down or something. Say something else. Words are very powerful, and the way you use it and the tone and the manner you use them can be very, very telling about your character, your mind, and your thoughts. So, like I said, hey, I, I don't know. I, it just keep getting tossed and turned about everything else. And the reason why, the only reason I have, the only problem I have with the NBA right now is, okay, if y'all don't agree, disagree in private. Everything don't have to go to the media outlets. Everything don't have to go to social media. Disagree in private, come to an understanding in private, and move forward from that way. And like I said, you can't make people do what they don't want to do. People are tired of, I'm tired of seeing black people getting slayed in the middle of the street by police. I'm tired of hearing about black people hanging from the tree. I myself is tired. I only can do what I can do for my part. And I'm going to continue to do my part. And I was on the show yesterday with Mr. Rory. And he was like, what do you do other than talk about on your podcast to help the community? I go back and talk to young, young black men to show them and tell them that the way you present yourself is the way you will be perceived. Comply. Don't appear as a threat. Just move. It's not about being a coward. It's about going home. I keep telling y'all, it's not about being a coward. It's about going home. You don't have to talk back to the police. At that point, they are the authority figure. We know that. They got the badge. They got the gun. And they got the right to kill you. I was told by a police officer, the Supreme Court ruling says, if they feel threatened, they have the right to use lethal force. So you can cough and they can say COVID-19 and shoot you in the head. I'm serious. That's just how quick they can kill you. So like I said, it's not a, it's, it's bigger than black and white. It's a whole systemic problem. And like I said, I'm just doing my part to shed light on what I can do. Like I said, all I say it all the time. I have a platform and I have a duty to myself, to my team. And to the listeners to shed light. And I'm just here trying to be, be a beacon of light. We are talking about police brutality. We ain't talking about Donald Trump. We ain't talking about Nanel. Even though we know Donald Trump. Pre well President Donald Trump is inciting this stuff. 
And ever since he took office and started running on racism, bullying, and ignorance, this this is what been going on. The uptick had it created an uptick. And like I said, I love it that they're being overt now and not so much covert. But you can be racist without killing people. You can. And if you feel like you can kill us off, that's not a way to be. Like I said, we're longing and fighting for a place where the wicked will cease from troubling and the weary will be at rest. And my friends, the African-Americans are the weary ones. And we want we need rest. We need equality. We need peace. And we need to be left alone. I'm out of here. Peace. Tell me how you really feel. Ooh, yeah, baby. Unscripted dialogue. Tell me how you feel. Tell me, tell me how you feel. Tell me how you feel. Tell me, tell me how you feel. Tell me how you feel. Tell me, tell me how you feel. Unscripted dialogue.